0: school, Timmy was digging through his father's closet. What are you looking for? His father asked, taking in the mess. Well, I'm seeing it if, if you have a magic cap, Timmy stated, throwing a blazer over his shoulder. Adding, we watched Frosty the Snowman at school today, and they used a hat to bring him to life. It looked like that one that he wore on Grandma's birthday. With a knowing smile, the father looked at the void. You want to see if my top hat will bring our snowman to life? His father asked affectionately. No, the boy said, looking at it with a shoe in his hand. I want to try it on my Optimus Prime. <laughs> During this time of year, our imaginations may be in full swing with anticipation and wonder at all the tra- traditions and decorations. But conversely, we sometimes find that we have too many things to do, too many choices to make, and too little time. And we wind up feeling harried and hurried. But there is so, so much more to this season than just the hustle and bustle. As Dr. Seuss's rich ultimately found out, share this every year, not always, but and the rich. With his bridge feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came. It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the bridge thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a storm? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? What is more? Well, new thought minister and brilliant author, Eric Butterworth, said it beautifully when he wrote, how very long we've been groping our way through darkness and ignorance, diseased, hurting." And harmony, unknowing and pen, Christ's blood. But through all of this, we have ever dreamed of our potential for good. We have held the hope that the light would be rekindled within us. It is this cycle of rebirth of spiritual light that is the real essence of Christmas. Every Sunday this month we will talk and a trust experience, and in fact be the undivable light in the world, because the light is what it's all about. L-I-G-H-T. Living inside God's highest truth. I love it, and I'm continue to love it, so you're going to be getting maybe for more to say. <laughs> Do you remember that? from last year? Good. Because it will make what I'm saying more stickable. What like last December? We come together each Sunday to experience the LIGHT of the holidays because living inside God's highest truths is really what it's all about. Elizabeth Cooper Ross, if you've never heard of her, you're gonna to want to look her up. Um, She's a world-renowned psychiatrist and uh, author who came up with a model for the Five Stages of 30, which I've, I've brought forward before. She's done some fascinating research and written truly transformative books. Anyway, she said, people are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out, but when the darkness sets in, their true is revealed only if there's a love from within. The, the light from within comes when we live from inside God's highest truth. And today we're going to look at one of our greatest role models, perhaps the greatest role model for living inside God's highest truth. The man who became known as the Christ, the anointed one, the exalted one, the man who spread the Christ's light, Jesus. In the Science of Line, chapter twenty-two is entitled Finding the Christ," and in it, Ernest Holmes shares his ideas about the Christmas story and the life of Jesus. It's a very powerful and beautifully poetic, and I encourage every one of you to take the time to read it during this holiday season. It's quite profound. But in it, he wrote on page 363, in studying the life and teaching of Jesus, the most unique character of history, we discover a few simple ideas underlying this philosophy, the embodiment of which enabled him to become the Christ. What are those few simple ideas? Well, I uncovered two distinct ideas that I read in that chapter. First, Fundamental to Jesus' concept of life was his belief in a universal spirit, which he called God, or Heavenly Father. In fact, folks were on page 363, same page. Jesus located God in his own soul. So complete was this realization that he was unable to find the place where the being of Jesus began and the being of God left off, or where the being of God began and Jesus ceased to be. Paul said Jesus understood his own nature, or we might say his nature was his oneness with God. However, it's phrase, the point is that Jesus did not know himself to be a part From his oneness with God. That is why he became known as the Christ. Because he didn't know where God started and he stopped. Or where he started and God stopped. And so when people looked at him. They saw the light. And then all the doctrine rose up around him. And by the early 300s when Christianity became a religious philosophy it was believed that he was the Son of God, the only Son of God. Now, this is important. And I know it may raise some eyebrows or panels, depending on the faith practice some come from. But if we really, really read what the Bible says, as opposed to listening to what other people say the Bible says, if we sit down all by our and we read it through what it says in order, it easily becomes apparent that Jesus didn't think of himself as different from others. And he told everyone that the kingdom of heaven which resided within himself also resided within them. It's full teaching was that what he did, others could do. These things and more will you do. And in fact, it was reported later in the New Testament that his apostles and disciples did perform miracles just like those he did. And so I believe that to think of Jesus as being different from other people. And we can pull that apart another day. It either misunderstands his mission and his purpose in life. He wanted us to see that we do possess the doer. He was the master teacher. He was the way shower. And he proved over and over and over that his is the way of the light. His method was direct and dynamic, powerful and extremely easy to comprehend. He believed in God within himself as power and reality. Believing in God within was compelled to believe in himself. Holmes writes, and so we should never hesitate to say that we know this truth because we do. For the realization of our unity with God is the truth. The Christ resides in all of us. That is the truth. We simply need a greater realization of this. And Holmes asks and answers several questions. How are we to get it? Only by penetrating deeper and yet deeper into our own divine nature. Where are we to do this? There is no place except within it that we do. Who is to do it for us? No one. No one can. Others can help us. They can treat for us. And this is both good and helpful, but the evolution of the individual, the unfoldment of personality, the enlightened, of the soul, the illumination of the spirit, and how only to the degree that we let life operate through us. There's a poem that I really love by Rumi, um, and it talks about that divinity inside of us. He says, the light of the senses and spirit of our ancestors doesn't perish like the grass, but Like the stars and moonbeams, they vanish in the radiance of the sun. It's like the naked man jumped into the water so that he might escape from the hornet's stings. The hornet circled above him. Whenever he put out his head, they would not scare him. The water is the recollection of God. And the hornet is the thought during this time of such and such man or woman. Hold your breath in the water of remembrance so that you may be freed from old thoughts and temptations. After that, you will assume the nature of that pure water entirely from head to foot. As the noxious organ flees from the water, so it will be afraid of approaching you. After that, be far from the water if you wish, for in your innermost soul, you are of the same nature as the water. In the context of today's uh, talk, we could say that by becoming one with the water or one with the source, by remembering who and whose we are, we enter into Christ consciousness to tap into our Christ's light and shine. It's time for us all to step into the water, to let those past the organs of doubt and stress, of lack and limitation, of separation, of doom, and of all that ails us, let us pull away so that we may finally step into the knowledge of our oneness with God so that we can truly say, along with us, on page 366, Thou art the center and circumference of my life, the beginningless and endless part of me, the eternal reality of me, the everlasting power within me, the eternal good working through me, the infinite love and telling me, the limitless peace and calm within me, the perfect life living through and in me, the joy of the soul and life of the spirit illumining me, O Lord God, eternal and forever blessed, Thou art my whole being. As the human gives way to the divine in all people, they become the Christ. That's the first idea Holmes talks about that is underlying Jesus' philosophy. The environment of which enabled him to become the Christ. What does Christ mean? We call Jesus Christ. That's not his name. Christ means one who is anointed by the divine. Now we all agree that Jesus was anointed By the divine. Jesus taught us that we all are the mighty the divine is up to us. Eat that. Paul said, coupled with this dynamic realization, with this enlightening concept of deity, of placing God at the center of his own being. Was the realization of an absolute law obeying his will.
1: From page 188,
0: and this is another of uh, those instances in the book where Holmes is so passionate that he uses all capital letters um, to emphasize points. And I love those sections because it tells me to pay attention, whatever awesome. He says the words which you speak would be just as powerful as the words which Jesus, though, if you knew your word was the law whereunto it was sent, but you must capital, know this, capital, within, and not merely accept it with your intellect. Capital, know, without a shadow of a doubt, that as a result of your treatment, some action takes place in infinite mind. Infinite mind is the actor. You are the announcer. If you have a vague, subtle, unconscious fear, be quiet and ask yourself, "Who am I?" And there goes the mind. Fix it. Magic, bless you, Who am I? What am I? Who is speaking? What is my life? In this manner, think right back to principle until your thought becomes perfectly clear again. Such is the power of right thinking that it cancels and erases everything unlike itself. It answers every question, solves all problems, is the solution to every difficulty. It is like the sunlight of eternal truth bursting through the clouds of obscurity and bathing all life in glory it is the absolute with which you are dealing all caps all there really is is god in the physical world an electrician knows about this law he doesn't wait for the electric energy to make up its mind to serve him we've used this before And I just don't have a shout in me, so i got to keep waving. I'm trying. I'm trying, but I might keep saying no. Is it better? Thank you. So we've used this analogy before. Electrician and electricity, right? Physical world, an electrician knows about this law. He doesn't wait for the electric energy to make up its mind to serve it. He learns firsthand the laws of conduction transmission in order to know how to cooperate with the law that governs the electric energy. After gaining this knowledge, he can set up the machinery which provides the means to generate and direct the power. Then, he can snap and switch and operate giant machines, create heat, set in motion countless other devices, or flood the room with light. He can do this not once or twice, but as many times as he chooses, so long as he does not disturb the mechanics or violate the law of governing the energy. There's a spiritual law just as reliable, just as consistent, just as absolute. This was the law that Jesus knew of and used over and over again. This is how he healed the sick, raised the dead, fed the multitudes, and took the water into wine. He spoke his word with complete conviction, with no doubt, with absolute confidence that his word was the law whereon it was sent. This is why he did what he did. And specifically, because we do not always live inside God's highest truth, that we do not. It is because of these two beliefs, beyond the shadow of a doubt, beliefs that Jesus became the Christ. Jesus lived inside these highest truths. You can't You too can be the life this world needs. Now, if you've been coming here for any length of time, you know that our teaching embraces the concept of one spirit, many paths, or one river, many wells, or one tree, many branches? We strive to teach the wisdom of the ages, seeking to find those interconnecting truths which echo from faith to faith. And they do. We teach that faith is beautiful and it should never be divisive or the basis for conflict. We are all one, all faiths at their core, one faith, no matter the words, the rules and labels associated with each faith. So with this in mind, I want to conclude this morning by sharing Ernest Holmes' words on the light from page 607 of the Science of life. and it's going to serve as our closing meditation this morning. So please, if you're comfortable, close your eyes and connect. In flashes of illumination, the inspired have seen into the very center of reality and have brought that with them a distinct impression of what they have seen and felt. Just a glimpse of this reality illumines the whole being with a flood of light. Every mystic has had this experience. Jesus was the greatest of all mystics, and once, at least after a period of illumination, his face was so bright that his followers could not look upon it. In moments of deepest realization, the great mystics have said that one life flows through all and that all are part of that one. All are part of that one. Take a moment to breathe in and connect with that one. One Life flows through all, and all are part of that life. They have also seen substance, a fine, white, brilliant stuff, forever falling into everything. A substance indestructible and eternal. Take a moment to see in your mind's eye this substance this brilliant, ethereal stuff. There is healing light in the rays of the sun, which we term a physical light. But how much greater is the healing power which Jesus recognized in himself and others? I am the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light. I ascend thee to be a light. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light. The sons of God in not rebuke. Ye shine as lights in the world. Repeat to yourselves inwardly. And Amen. I am the light. I abide in the light. I am the light in the world. Today, I live inside God's highest truth. And so it is. Thank you.